This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. From the diamond to the clubhouse to the front office, this is the show that feeds the passion for all Twins fans. It's Inside Twins. Inside Twins is sponsored by Quick Trip. For all your grocery essentials, plus hot food, including pizza and freshly prepared hand-breaded chicken, Twins fans, Quick Trip has you covered. Welcome to Inside Twins, brought to you by Quick Trip. For all of your grocery essentials, plus hot food, including pizza and freshly prepared hand-breaded fried chicken, Twins fans, Quick Trip has you covered. Corey Probe is with you today from beautiful Target Field. Twins and the Cleveland Indians wrapping up this four-game weekend series. Pleased to be joined right now on our Sunday show by the 2019 American League Manager of the Year. Great to visit with Rocco Baldelli on this Sunday morning. Hey, Rocco, how are you? Hi, Cor. Cor, that might have been your best intro uh, ever. I know we've only you know been doing this for a little while, but that was that was absolutely fantastic. Well, people wonder what I do when I'm driving to work. This is what I do. I just talk to myself and prepare for the intro for the Inside Twins program. So that's, well, that's what I do for 15 minutes on my way in. And you did it. And you did it. Believe Pretty me. Pretty sad. You Pretty sad. It. But uh, great to chat with you and certainly a lot to get to on the show today. You know, there were so many unknowns about how this was going to go when the season began really, what, nine days ago. But now that you've had the ability to manage eight games, what has been the biggest challenge so far? Well, the, the the biggest challenge, you know, for I think a lot of uh, a lot of us on the on the staff and and teams throughout the league, um, probably hasn't been the the baseball part of it. It's it's all of the other things that go into the day now, and all the different considerations uh, that you have to make, and all the different changes to uh, to to the schedule and to the routines and to into everything. Um, th- those are, those are the differences. I mean, it's you know you go on the road. Uh, you know, you're going to be in your room. You're going to be wearing a mask everywhere you go. You're not going to want to touch anything without cleaning uh, your hands. And you're not just doing it for yourself. You're doing it for all of your players, all of your, your teammates, you know, the whole staff, the whole group. And uh, we're responsible for, for everyone. Uh, we're responsible for the people next to us. So that having that always on your mind definitely makes everything you do a little bit different. But once the game starts, uh, it, it's, uh, it's baseball again. The chaos that uh, that the Twins players and staff and even the Cleveland players and staff had to endure on Friday, as much as we would love to be optimistic that it wasn't going to happen, it was almost you had to be realistic that at some point you were going to be tested, and no pun intended there, but in that manner. Yeah, you're going to be tested you know, with all the medical tests and all the, the, the protocol testing that, we've, uh, that we have and we've agreed to, but you're going to be tested mentally in a lot of ways too, and um, you know, for for a lot of people who who may not know the the daily routine of of what players do and and how it works, I mean, guys show up to the ballpark pretty early in the day, and guys uh, you know have a way of uh, getting all their workouts in and getting all their prep work in and getting their routines in and then in the cage and pitchers throwing programs and and all these things. And when those things get literally you know stripped away from you and you know you're standing in the parking lot for an hour and a half uh, waiting to get uh, 
you know, a test done. And, and, and more importantly, you don't have, you know, a ton of information about why, what, you know, why it's going on, what is happening. And that's where we come in. That's, that's our job to make sure guys gain some comfort, understand what's happening. And we try to be transparent. We try to keep our guys uh, in the loop and informed in every possible way. Uh, and I think that's how you, you end up in a, in a better frame of mind and, and you end up ready to play when the game starts. But it doesn't mean it's easy. And uh, when you show up, you know, you should know what you're walking into every day. The difference right now for us is, you know, you're not really sure what you're going to show up to because your day might change very quickly. You know, I didn't know what I learned from you and also from Derek Falvey when you addressed this, this subject on Friday that, that, you, that teams have available these rapid tests to get the results back within a 20, 30-minute time frame. Is, is it just, are those tests to be used just in the scenario that you and the Cleveland staff and players were in on Friday? I think that's what the machine is, is used for. We have, have several different uh, methods um, where, you know, of testing available. We have obviously the, the MLB uh, mandated method. You know, we, we spit in a little tube and uh, send it away and we get it back. Um, it's within a couple of days that you get the results back. And, and in general, those tests have uh, been very reliable and, and, you know, we know what we're getting with those. Uh, we have a local uh, company that we work with for, I think we get them in four to six hours. Uh, we get the results back. And those are a little more invasive. You're talking about nasal swabbing. And then every team now has these point-of-care tests that you get back very, very quickly. Um, the, the, the shorter the, the span, it seems like the, the less uh, reliable the test. When you're talking about those, those point-of-care tests, they're very helpful in identifying a potential uh, issue within a team. Um, but you, you can get some, uh, like I said, less reliable results, um, not in a major way, but even if it's just in a minor way, um, it, it, can be, it can be challenging. So there are definitely benefits to having it. Uh, and there are also some things that you, uh, you may worry about when, when, you're, when you're getting those results because you, you, we, we all want accuracy and we're talking, with, uh, we're talking about people's health and, and mindsets and things like that. So, uh, but we do have them available to us and we're going to continue to use them and, and I think they are a tool, but they're just one tool that we're going to use. With what's still ongoing and with the St. Louis Cardinals and a few players and staff members tested positive and, and hopefully that it stops there, but it hit close to home because St. Louis was just here earlier in the week. But since then, have any of your players or staff members approached you about maybe opting out, as, as others have done in recent days? No, I haven't heard anyone talking about um, actually opting out and, and making that decision. That's a, it's, a, it's a pretty you know, powerful move, and, and I, th- I know anyone that's, that's you know, going down that road uh, – definitely feel strongly about about the situation and about how their personal lives relate to it um but no we haven't had that i but i can't say that we haven't had uh guys that have had strong feelings and guys that that do have some some apprehension and uh and and are are worried about certain things there are a lot of things to be uh to be concerned about and to be thinking about on a daily basis uh, if, if, you know, if, if you're not thinking about things and, and uh, you know, being careful with everything you do and have some added stress in your life, you're probably not thinking about it the right way. So uh, that, that's all part of the, you know, part of the process and part of our lives these days. Yeah. And I, I'm sure, too, what, what makes this so challenging for anybody with the team right now to possibly do that is their health should be number one, family number one as well. 
but it's such a good team, right, that they don't want to maybe let down the team, a team that has true World Series aspirations, and then be hard, maybe hard to do and have that conversation because their health should be the priority, but do they want to let this team down, this really good team that could win it all? That, that has to be a tough dynamic. Yeah, it, you know what? I bet that is a really challenging thought for someone that may be considering something like that, but uh, we, we definitely consider um, and, and tell all of our players, uh, you know, you have to look out for what you think is best. We respect and will honor any thought that you have, any, any direction you want to go in with this. Um, we, we don't want anyone to be taking part in something that, that they don't feel comfortable taking part in. And, and again, uh, they're going to have our backing through and through uh, all the way. One more on this, then we'll take our first break and we'll get on to, to some other matters. Other sports are underway as well, basketball, hockey, and they're doing so in kind of that bubble idea. Would that have been even a possibility? Pros and cons, was that even as you map out baseball, look at the baseball landscape now, could that have happened in MLB, with MLB? Could it happen? I, you know, anything's possible. I mean, we're here playing right now. So, I mean, this is, uh, you know, kind of a unique situation we're in and a challenging one, but we're doing it. Um, could it have worked in a bubble? I, I would guess uh, it's possible. I would say it's probably more difficult in a lot of ways Um just different dynamics of the sports, you know, the, the, the size of the groups, the size of the staffs, the number of games and the amount of time we would have had to have been isolated from our, our families and, and friends and um, been in that bubble, I think would have made it very, very difficult and, and challenging. Uh, were there ways we could have uh, thought about it and done it? Maybe, um, you know, there would have to be some people a lot smarter than me working on, on that and spending, you know, a lot of time on that. And uh, if we figure that out, I'm sure that'll be a consideration at some point going forward, uh, unless things change. But uh, I think it would have been a, a kind of tough sledding, and, and I'm, I'm not really sure how it would work, to be honest. Uh, we'll take our first break on our Sunday show. Twins and the Cleveland Indians coming up in just a bit from Target Field. We'll come back. More with Rocco Baldelli next. Inside Twins brought to you by Quick Trip continues next on your home for Twins baseball. Welcome back to Inside Twins brought to you by Quick Trip for all of your grocery essentials plus hot food including pizza and freshly prepared hand-breaded fried chicken. Twins fans, Quick Trip has you covered. It'll be the Twins and the Cleveland Indians here today, game four of the series. And Rocco, after the game last night, you announced a pitching change. It was going to be Homer Bailey today. Instead, Bailey tomorrow against Pittsburgh. And Tyler Clippard will start today. Twins going with an opener slash bullpen day for game four? Yeah, that's what we're going to go with. Talked with Clip last night after the game. He's good to go. Clip's basically ready to do anything that's asked of him. He's open before. He's very comfortable doing it. So, uh, you know, as far as, uh, you know, our, our starting pitching right now, any way that we can help our starting pitching out uh, recovery-wise, rest-wise, uh, we're going to go ahead and, and, and do that. We have a long run right now coming up of, of games with only one day off. Uh, obviously, the short ramp-up period, uh, very unique circumstances. So we're going to let our guys get the extra day or two days anytime we can. So we're going to do that right now. Uh, we're going to roll with the with the bullpen day. As after after clip, uh, not really sure exactly which direction we're going to go in. We're going to watch the game. We're going to see what happens uh, and and make a choice between a couple of guys to come in and, and fill some of those middle innings. Um, this is something we knew we would uh, we would eventually be uh, doing at some point. Um, it, it came earlier in this year than we probably thought, but I wouldn't be surprised if we saw it again. 
Outside of that one that one game in Chicago, the second game of the season where Littell got hit pretty hard, as did Devin Smeltzer, uh, I mean, you, you have to be so thrilled with what you're seeing from your entire pitching staff. And is it really a testament to what they were doing during the shutdown, that they were not just sitting on the couch eating potato chips, that these guys were constantly working to be where they're at right now? Because this pitching staff is, is incredible. Yeah, everything we're seeing right now is uh, built upon what our guys were doing in May and in June. And, and that's where it starts. And everyone was in a different spot. We had guys at home. We had Sergio Romo throwing into a mattress in his hallway uh, right down the street from the stadium. We had guys all over the place doing different things. But they stuck to their routines. They got their work in every day, even when it was very difficult. A lot of guys didn't have anyone to play catch with even. Uh, but they found ways to get everything they needed to do done. Um, you need to do that in order to be ready to pitch in games in July. Uh, so we're, we're seeing that. We're seeing a lot of things come together right now for a lot of our guys, and they are throwing the ball really well. And when you, know, you start just looking at the, at the scores of our games, they're, they're not necessarily the, the same types of scores that we've seen uh, you know, over the last uh, year or so. Uh, but we're going to have to win games like this, and we're going to have to continue to pitch like this. But you can look up and down our, uh, our, our you know, pitching staff, from the starters to the relievers, uh, up and down, and say, you know, these guys are throwing the ball very, very well right now. I'm glad you mentioned some of the, the offensive trends you're seeing in the game right now. I wrote down these numbers. This was going into Friday's game, uh, which the Twins uh, won 4-1, to but this was across the game. That offense is heading into Friday's action collectively. We're batting, batting average 230. Slugging sub 400, 395. Strikeout rate was a tad higher. Last year, batting average across the game was 252. Team slugged 434. The fact that, that, that we're doing this and starting in the heat of summer, many thought, okay, pitchers are going to be at a disadvantage. The ball's going to be flying. Offense is going to be a premium. You're going to see it all over. But we're not seeing that so far across the game. Any rationale to that? You know, n- not really. And again, we've seen our individual players and, and our guys kind of break out at any given moment. Uh, we don't. We never know when it's going to happen. Uh, you know, we see Miggy uh, go out there and hit the two home runs last night um, and, and put two great swings on the ball. So there's no way to really know. But I, I will say, you know, the more we're watching and things like that, the more you know, you do look at it and say shorter camp but also we go back into that build-up period we go back into april and may and and you know even june and you start sitting there and talking about you know which group has a you know probably a more challenging time getting a lot done and to be honest you know a pitcher that does find a way to keep his arm moving and can go out there and run and do some things you can probably get some things done with a smaller uh you know set of equipment or facilities or you know needing different people you know for position players they they have a lot of different things that they have to do they have to train in four or five different ways to get ready for a season you know they 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 have to throw they have to hit they have to see some sort of uh you know competitive pitching or, or arms and things like that they uh they have to go they have to run they have to sprint they have to do agilities they have to do all these things both groups have to work hard to prepare for their season. But uh, if you're stuck and you're by yourself or you're alone in your house and you're a position player, it is hard to do some of those things. So uh, with maybe a subset of the group, that could be a challenge. Uh, but we also have a few guys that were able to get done everything they, they needed to get done, too, and be ready to go.
Rock, a year ago, you were a huge proponent of rest and recovery. You were not going to force your guys to play every single day, and you saw the results from that with the way the team performed. In a more compressed season, 60 games, 66 days, same approach this summer? I would say there will, there will still be a lot of similarities to the way that we, we would normally operate. Um, there may be a run or two where, you know, you may push some of your guys and they're going to be out there and get a few more at bats in certain situations. But uh, I don't think any team that, that just sends all of their players out there to play basically every day. Uh, I, I think there's a chance, especially with the short buildup that we keep talking about, um, that these players, could, they can get run into the ground and, and, just, uh, and just fade. Just because the season's uh, 60 games instead of 162, I, I don't think that that, uh, that concept kind of changes. I, I think you take care of your guys when they need the time. You keep them fresh. You keep them ready to go, and they'll perform. Uh, we'll take our final break on Inside Twins. When we come back, we'll get a health update. Uh, Josh Donaldson, also new to baseball. We've seen it in the minor leagues, but now part of MLB Seven inning double headers. We'll get Rocco's thoughts on that when Inside Twins wraps up next on your home for Twins Baseball. Final segment of Inside Twins brought to you by Quick Trip for all of your grocery essentials, plus hot food, including pizza and freshly prepared hand breaded fried chicken. Twins fans, Quick Trip has you covered. Corey Provis, Rocco Baldelli back with you from Target Field. Something that we all learned a couple of days ago, Rocco, it's been around in the minor leagues now. Uh, and now it's going to be part of MLB the rest of the way for 2020. Seven-inning doubleheaders. It's inevitable this will be a part of the Twins' schedule at some point. You like it? You don't? Your thoughts on it? You know, most of us in baseball have lived through it uh, in, in the seven-inning minor league doubleheaders, whether that's uh, as a player, coach, staff member, scouting, being at games. So this is something that we, we've been around and that we know about um, you know, we know this year is going to be way different, and there's going to be some off-the-wall stuff going on that we're not really used to. I think basically uh, I can speak for a lot of people who basically go, yeah, that sounds good. We're, we're fine. We're going to do whatever we're told to do. It's an even playing field, and we're going to play through it and, and try to win. I, I, I think getting caught up in, in the details of, of some of these changes and alterations um, are just kind of beyond us at this point and not really worth uh, spending tons of time on. D- does it change the way the game is played in some ways? Yeah. Does it help, uh, you know, teams with, uh, with you know, timing? And, and does it help with the bullpen, you know, not really having to use all of your pitchers up uh, over the course of one day, which sets you back a lot going forward? Yes, it probably helps with that too. Does it help with just simply – um, the, the dynamics of a day and, and helping with travel and things, it helps probably in a lot of ways. Uh, I'm in. Whatever, whatever, whatever we vote on and say we're going to do, I am completely on board. Yeah, coming up here uh, in the next week or so, 10 days, rosters will be trimmed down to 28. With what's going on and with the Marlins and, and right now even the Cardinals, uh, would you be a fan of keeping the rosters at 30 if given the choice? Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to argue with the the expanded rosters right now. It it helps in a lot of ways. Uh, One thing that, you know, probably we don't chat about too much is um, when we have to make changes, you know, every team's depth group is in a different place. We're we're very lucky. We're in St. Paul. We're we're not very far away, just a drive. Some teams are actually hours away and, uh, you know, are not able to just get someone over in 15 minutes if they need them. Um, all that being said, you know, the, the, the fewer moves that you're going to have to make, 
the easier it is in so many ways um, and probably helps safety wise and some and health wise too in some ways I, I think uh, if, if MLB did vote to, to keep it at, at 30 and just we played it out at that level, um, I'm, I'm, I'm all in, and it would definitely save a, a lot of headaches in a, in a certainly challenging time. Could you provide a health update on Josh Donaldson this morning, Rock? Yeah, J.D. is actually doing fine. The, the, the calf tweak or, or tightening um, – is considered minor uh he doesn't seem very concerned and he's a guy that knows his body very very well he's also dealt with uh you know issues like this before some some major and some very minor and he would consider this one of those very minor times we're going to keep an eye on him still uh whenever he says he's ready to go we may give him another day after that just to make sure but uh, i wouldn't expect him to to be gone for any extended period of time but not a bad fallback, too, if you put Adrianza uh, at third or even Marwin Gonzalez, who's played great defense uh, to start the year. Yeah, this is, a, this is again, um, one of our strengths. You know, we talk about homers. We, t- we talk about great starting pitching and bullpen. We talk about all these big things. But, but depth and versatility end up coming up huge for, for any teams that have it uh, like that. And that's one thing that, that we have. We have a deep roster. We have guys that can move around and do different things. Uh, it allows you to still fill out a really nice lineup and send the guys out there to play. Hey, Rock, uh, thanks for the time. I know it's been a busy day for you, but good luck in Game 4 and appreciate the conversation. Uh, great to visit here with Rocco Baldelli on our Sunday show, and thanks again to Quick Trip for being our sponsor of Inside Twins here in 2020. Stay tuned. More to come here on our Sunday afternoon. Chris is standing by. Today's pregame show is moments away, and then we'll have Game 4 the Twins and the Cleveland Indians at 110. It'll be Tyler Clippard against Aaron Savali. Thanks so much for listening. Baseball and more baseball still to come right here on your home for Twins Baseball. You've been listening to Inside Twins, brought to you by Quick Trip. For all your grocery essentials, plus hot food, including pizza and freshly prepared hand-breaded fried chicken, Twins fans, Quick Trip has you covered. This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network.